Welcome to another true crime podcast, a How Did We Get Here production. This is yet another podcast where two unhinged adults talk about the awful stories behind the most infamous killers, wild cults, and just about anything that'll make you ask, did I remember to lock the front door? This podcast will touch on a pretty wide range of gruesome topics and is not meant for children or the faint of heart. Listen at your own risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another true crime podcast. What's up, everyone? What's good? I don't have a good intro this time, so... It's okay. I'm just gonna say hi. Hi, I'm Nani. I'm Nova. And today's my episode day. Yeah. We're gonna talk about cults. Yay! I love a cult. If you hear stuff, it's because Hook is bumping against the microphone thing. The tripod kitty cat. Yeah. All right. So today, we're going to learn about the Buddhafield cult, and this was actually suggested to us on our Patreon. Yeah, I think by Samantha. I think Samantha recommended this. You sent it to me. <laughs> Let me see. Let me just go back up. Samantha from Patreon did suggest the Buddhafield yeah, cult. Yeah, thank you for recommending thank this. Thank you for this. Um, so I actually, I had a little bit of exposure to this only because of when I was watching Trixie Mattel and Katya reacting to How to Make a Cult Leader. So, um, and when they were like reacting to that episode on their YouTube channel, I was, I was cackling. They were dragging the cult leader. It was great. And you love a good dragging of a cult leader. A good, it would not even a read. It was a roast. (laughs) And so, and I watched them religiously. I was listening to their podcast on my way here. (laughs) Um, but today we're going to learn about the Buddhafield cult. Um, and I got my information from a few sources. So from the uh, Netflix document docuseries, uh, How to Make a Cult Leader, and then by Nora Jasmine on YouTube. So who is Jaime Gomez? Who yeah. is... He goes by many names, but uh, just for the sake of this, because there's so many goddamn names, I'm just going to call him Jaime Gomez. Um, okay. So the Buddhafield cult was a new age group of actors dancers models like artistic people oh fancy Um, people yeah so the the title of that episode was called reform their minds and it was like explaining how like the indoctrination process that molds you into the person that the cult wants you to be so like they're gonna create you and jaime he believed like what we're doing is good and they're gonna support the upliftment of consciousness into the world and so he offered a direct path to the divine through meditation. I don't know what the fuck it is about the past two cults having to do with meditation and like Eastern mysticism. It's really fucking weird. And I'm like, guys, leave it alone. It's been here for centuries. I mean, meditation is good. It is definitely good for you. It's a good thing to practice. Like just being in your body. And going balls to the wall with it. (laughs) You can't, you aren't going to meditate so hard that that you enter another realm. Like that's not I mean, unless you're on LSD, like in the family. So Jaime Gomez was born to a wealthy ranching family in Venezuela. And then he left to West Hollywood in the 1960s. Um, And so he wanted to be famous. Okay, of course. So he was already rich, but now he wants to be famous and he wants to be a star. So he tries to be an actor. Um, He had a minor role as the character Pedro in the movie Rosemary's Baby. When I tell you... This role is so minor. He turned around and looked at the camera for a second, and then you never see him again. <laughs> but he tells everyone. He of would course, tell everyone that, like, I was an actor. I was in Rosemary's Baby. Is Rosemary's Baby... That was the one where she uh, gave birth to the devil's baby or something. What? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I know about this movie. So, like, her husband... 
or something, like, makes a deal with the devil or something. And so now she's carrying the devil's baby or something. Wait, shit. is this a horror movie? Yes, Rosemary's Baby. It's I like don't know a what I thought classic. it was. I haven't watched it because I'm not about that. And yeah. also just, like, a, d- a devil baby, that's... <laughs> I don't want to deal with a devil baby. It's like you're almost bay baby. Yeah, basically. <laughs> My almost bay baby throwback Thursday. It's just Wednesday, just kidding. Okay, so he was a failed actor. Mm-hmm. So then he tried to be a ballerina. He tried to be like a ballet dancer. <laughs> he failed. He failed in that. Okay, that didn't work out. So then the next thing he turns to is porn. And he fails at that. How do you fail? I know how you can fail at porn. But like. So he was a failed porn star too. And I was like. Hmm. Homie. Why do you fail when you fail at everything? In, become a cult leader. Yeah. No, basically. So Nora Jasmine, she said he was pretty bad at those, but he was good at being a cult leader. Like, he was really like, good at being a okay, cult leader. So I feel like if you're a good cult leader, like, that just means you would have been, like, a good manager. No, you would have been really is. good at managing someone else's career. And that, he could have been in charge of an HR department. He could have gotten <laughs> shit done. But no. Instead, he does all of the really fucking weird, heinous shit that's about to go down. Oh, no. Okay, let me set the scene. It's 1980s <laughs> Los Angeles. He is living as an openly gay man in West Hollywood. He's gay? Yes, oh. he is gay. I should not be surprised. No, but that will also explain, like, some of the things he does. Okay. Um. So, he teaches a yoga class in, like, a non-conventional way, talking about spiritualism and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would tell his followers that they were, like, a non-group and an anti-cult and stuff. Like, oh, we're not of that. We're not a cult. I feel like if you have to say that you're not a cult, you're a cult. If you have to (laughs) specify, that's a little sus. So he made this elaborate backstory for his followers. He told them he was spontaneously enlightened after he met a guru. And he had to become a leader to raise their consciousness and bring them to enlightenment. Okay, what the fuck is a guru? It's like a mass, like a spiritual master. Like, like some BDSM shit? <laughs> no! For like, mystic, for like, like you have gurus in yoga and gurus in like, I think Raish, not Raish, fuck, I'm trying to think. Just I know what this is. Just mean like teacher? Yeah, basically. It's just a, it's like a, just like a glorified teacher. There's like some spiritual, spirituality behind it or something. So like a pastor? Kind of. Like a small like a group yoga. leader? He wants to be a small group leader. <laughs> it's just like, oh no. Um, he never, so he was a liar. He was, he Obviously. never had a master. Okay. And they said, some of his followers said he carried, he had a bag with a bunch of books and he would give out exercises for them to do for like their enlightenment. Almost like he was looking at other sources, kind of just like going through his notes before like doing cult shit. Like, oh, before I do this, uh, I got to run to the bathroom. Let me just go turn the page. Let me check Wikipedia real quick. So something that he would do was like one of the big things he was known for. So there was this process that he called Shakti and Shakti means power. It is a Sanskrit word. And, like, the direct transference of energy from the master. He was the master. Mm-hmm. So, he would, like, jam his thumbs into either your forehead or your eyeballs. Uh! And put pressure on them. And so, people would see light. Well, yes, because that's what happens when you put pressure like on your a, eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, but he also would sometimes have, like, a little tiny flashlight. He would blink in front of people's eyes. <laughs> um, and so, I was watching Katya and Trixie react to this. And Katya said, what happens if his battery dies? And Trixie said, that's the rapture. So, then she, like... Puts her phone light up to Katya's face and says, do you feel God? And then Katya's, like, shaking on the couch. <laughs> like, that's... It's an exorcism. Yeah, basically. 
Um, so there was actually a documentary made by a member of the cult member who joined in 1985. Um, he was brought in by his sister. The documentary is called Holy Hell. It was released in 2016, I believe. So by the 1980s, there were hundreds of members, but they didn't live in the typical commune that we're used to seeing cults live in, kind of like with the family, how they all lived on that group of like that yeah. land. His name now, so he changed the name to Michel Rostand. Let me see. Mich Michel Rostand. Yes. Okay. So he changed his name. He was the leader and he had a few elite members that lived specifically with him. But then everyone else, which was something that was really different, everyone else lived in their own homes and they still had their own jobs. So they still did their day-to-day -day life things. But then you had like the little elite members and then Jaime. But so they were completely supported and funded by the lower level people. Oh, of course. Because that's yeah. usually how it works. So they completely funded like fucking everything. And the elite members would take care of Jaime. Like cook and clean, provide like provide housing the uh, like the lower members they would uh, use their hard-earned money and pay for food and pay for rent and pay for like massages and all sorts of and like hair and facial treatments like whatever the fuck what were they getting from this enlightenment enlightenment <laughs> oh okay well so they justified all of this was they were serving we're serving michelle we're serving him that is what? why because <laughs> That doesn't make sense. Just for funsies? Because for he was their master to get to enlightenment to get to God. Okay, see, this sounds like some BDSM shit. No, for real. <laughs> no, this isn't even... And it touches on sexual things do happen, but not the good ones. Oh, no. Not the consensual ones. I feel like that's really common in a cult. I know. I know with, like, the family, we didn't really deal with, like, sex crimes and shit. I no. mean, we... But just this, the abuse of children. Yeah, just, like, dosing kids with LSD. <laughs> you know, the norm. The normal. Um... So one of the things that someone did, someone's job was to carry around a fucking chair and put it down so Michelle had a throne to sit on. Like uh, he, they carried around a throne or like a folding it was a chair. chair. <laughs> it's like a chair, but they called it his throne. Imagine, imagine someone goes, bring out the throne and some bitch just brings out a lawn chair. <laughs> just like, here a you go. A folding lawn chair. <laughs> like the ones at the beach so he can lounge yeah. So lower levels paid and lower levels of the cult paid and provided for him. But they were charged $50 for counseling sessions called cleansings. So he learned all of their secrets and all of their fears so that he could like later down the line use it against them. Yeah, yeah. But you had to pay $50 a week to have someone just to talk to someone. So I mean, honestly, that's cheaper than therapy is right now. You know what? <laughs> that's true. That's. You're absolutely correct. While he's claiming these cleansings are, like, super important for his followers, mm -hmm. he had a license in hypnotherapy, and so he would use, like, a deep hypnotic voice, and he'd say things like, go back in time, down the steps, <laughs> snap his fingers, and then they're just spilling out, just word vomiting about their wants and desires and their needs and their fears and then all their dreams and shit. Mm -hmm. So people are spilling out their guts and then he'd eventually like manipulate them with it later down the line. So lower members were required to have these cleansings weekly. They didn't have a choice. He's living off of their money. Just mm -hmm. like if you have at least 100 people, if there's, yeah, if there's at least 100 people and they have to come see you weekly. Like He's making at least five hundred dollars a week. Yeah, multiply that times three hundred and six, or multiply that times fifty-two. He's making bank right now. Yeah, he's these cult leaders were making fucking money. Like, if I want to make money, I guess I need to become a cult leader. Yeah, 
I'm not charismatic like, enough. I'm not saying that like people should become cult leaders. That's bad. But also, like in this economy, <laughs> in this well. economy, like especially if you can get like really rich people in your cult. Yeah. So you might be wondering, how the fuck is he so successful if he's just taking his hands and just jamming them into your forehead or jamming yeah. them into your eyes? The knowing. The knowing. The knowing. So that's what he's offering people. That is what people are hanging on to for dear fucking life. And it's the, it was described as the realization of being able to seal, to, I mean, to see, feel, and taste God. Uh, wait, what? To taste God. Uh, that sounds like something I don't want to do. God taste like? Yeah. I imagine he's, he tastes slightly like sulfur and vanilla. That's good. I would think that it would be something Sulfur like that. Sulfur and vanilla. That's can someone make a candle for that? Yeah. Call it God. <laughs> Call it God. And just what is that awful it's smell? Rotten eggs and vanilla? vanilla. It's God. It's God. What made it intriguing was that not everyone was able to receive the knowing. It was a promise of enlightenment, and Jaime was the only one who was able to give it to someone. So he would ask, like, "Are you ready for the knowing?" And people wanted this so badly. Mm-hmm. And they stuck around for it. Even if they hated having to provide for him. And, like, the motherfucker that was carrying around his chair. Mm -hmm. Even if he fucking hated it. He wanted the knowing so bad. He wanted to see and feel and taste God. That sounds a little gay. That does sound a little gay. (laughs) Just a little fruity. But he also used these cleansings. Like, those weekly things they had to do. He Mm -hmm. also used those as a way to groom his young male followers. Oh, no. Which is wild. Because he preached celibacy in the Buddha field cult. He said that sex and masturbating were lower level vibrations. And you could get good high frequency vibrations with meditating. So something he said was that once you're experienced the orgasm of meditation, that's the greatest orgasm. I'm going to tell you right now, I've meditated a few times. I have never achieved an (laughs) orgasm. Through meditation the way I have with a sex toy. I'm going to be for real. <laughs> yes. The most wild That's orgasm true. I ever had. God. <laughs> I can't get that from meditation. What do you mean? No. No. See, but the, but the lie, but the scam is that he's still having sex. He's supposedly celibate, but him and none of his followers are fucking celibate. No, because they all fucking each other. Yeah, exactly. So the members are maybe fucking the each vibrations. Other on the DL. Maybe the vibrations he's just talking about is just vibrators. Maybe they're That's sitting true. down. Maybe they're sitting down, like oh, like you know, in yeah, on the vibrator. Yeah, maybe they're doing different, like maybe they're in like child's pose or something, and they have the what? vibrator like taped down to a pillow. Is that what it is? <laughs> that invention exists exactly so maybe that's what he's talking i say that fucking child's pose Um, oh no it's wild because the cult was known for being like people that saw them so even though they were like we're not a cult people around them still knew like there's something sus about them because they were known for being made of beautiful people and everyone's pretending to be celibate but let's be real if your master is running around in just a speedo and he's got some mascara and eyeliner on. No, I should, like, he wore a, spe- like, he what? was known for just wearing a Speedo. Like, out in public? Yeah. And, like, his videos and shit. Or, like, there's so much art depicted of him. Like, this this man was a gay train wreck. <laughs> he's was a he... gay train wreck? No, like, for real. One picture they had him, like, looking, you know, like, the Renaissance paintings and stuff with, like, the creation of Adam and stuff like that. Yeah. They would have him painted like that. Uh, was he attractive? He was mid. <laughs> uh yeah, it was. I mean, he's not my cup of tea. Is I'm he sure okay? Else. So is he like twink ish, or is he like 
he's a twink, but he wants to be built and wants to make himself look like he's not, not a, a failed actor, failed ballerina, failed porn star. How do you fail in porn? <sighs> it's easy. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty easy, easy but to also, do. like, I feel like if you practice enough, like, you're fine. You're fine. If you get the right company, maybe that's the problem. He didn't have his own manager. The, you know what? what's wild? The company that he worked for for mm-hmm. a little bit, they still show his videos. Like, they still have his videos, which is wild because I'm like, Y'all have a cult leader's dick just out and about. <laughs> that might have gotten more views. Yeah. Actually, since everyone was fucking on the DL mm-hmm. on the down low, it was also instead of it was also called Booty Field. Ah, since ah, everyone was fucking everyone. At least it was like consensual with the members of the cult. Yeah. But not with Jaime and his members. So he would persuade his male followers into being nude during the cleansings, like under the guise of if you're comfortable with being naked in front of your master, then you're comfortable with being naked in front of God. No. What? No. You're a human being that can no. judge me. God, first of all, God is not real. Secondly, like, uh, you're creepy. Like, even so me as creepy. a pagan, even me as a pagan that believes in all the deities, like, just because I'm com- I would be comfortable being naked in front of a deity doesn't mean I'm going to be comfortable being naked in front of a human being. That has their own judgments. Yeah. And can judge me, like, look at my body, scrutinize. No. Like, leave me alone. The, okay. My, I think my biggest worry would be, like, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with nudity for many reasons. I usually don't give a fuck. Yeah. But, like, if I get a creepy vibe off of somebody, I'd be like, mmm, no. I gotta go. I don't know what, mmm, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. So... Uh, he would introduce sexual things into these cleansings every so often with the excuse of like, oh, this is a blockage or this is healing. What? So like, if he's starting to like put his hands on them or do something sexual to them or like start like masturbating for them or some shit or like, this is a blockage or this is healing. Like he's literally like, look, just because something will come out does not mean that it was blocked. (laughs) (laughs) So he would make this, but unfortunately, since, you know, he's the cult leader and he's very charismatic. Yeah. He would make these young men feel special and make them believe that they're the only one he's doing this with. Yeah. So none of them know that he's using them and he's charging $50 each to get his rocks off. And they couldn't tell him no, because then he would just like reframe it as like, oh, well, this is important for you if you really want like enlightenment and all that bullshit. And some of the members didn't want to do it obviously yeah no i don't want to be sexually touched by the master (laughs) so (laughs) someone had said so this is an actual this is someone from the cult they had who used to be in the cult they said when i suggested that i did not want to have sex with him anymore his answer to me was maybe you don't need to be here anymore maybe you've outgrown this i didn't want to pay this price maybe this is my path so they're sticking around because they want the knowing and none of this is coming off to them as this is abusive. Yeah. This is manipulative. This is also in the 1980s. So the AIDS epidemic was going on and Jaime was terrified of getting AIDS. Yeah. But he would not get tested. He wouldn't do it. And he didn't want to, he wouldn't let anyone else get tested because he claimed that their fear would create it even if they were HIV negative. That's not how that works. That's not how this works at all. You would want, I feel like you'd want to make sure everyone was clean. So then like, you can keep going around yeah. fucking each other. You're just like, you're not allowed to fuck anyone else. Like, that would be the only reason I'd be like, you know, like, you're not allowed to fuck anyone outside this cult because we're all clean. We are all clean, guys. <laughs> we know. We are tested regularly. Yeah, exactly. But no, 
No, instead, he believed that if he told everyone they had to stay celibate, then they wouldn't run the risk of giving him anything if they're all quote-unquote celibate, and he didn't have to worry about getting tested. So he's like, if ever, he's literally closing his eyes. So it's his, his own facade. He's like, we can't get tested because then we have to admit that we're having sex. Yes. Just crazy just get, behavior. Oh, Lord. Just get tested. Just get tested. Get tested. Dudes. If you. He was so okay, scared. Look, everybody, if you go out in the world and you be fucking around, great. That's wonderful. As long as it's consensual, have a good time. Get tested regularly. Just for your You don't know health. what motherfuckers are carrying. Yeah. For your health, your partner's health. Everybody, get to know your status. Know your status. Know your status. So he actually manipulated one man who had never had sex Mm -hmm. and eventually had unprotected sex with him after 20 years because he knew he was clean. He knew he was a virgin. So, like, he knew he didn't have anything to worry about. Like, that's nasty. Oh, my God. Also, waiting 20 years? What? uh, What? Yeah, this cult went on for a hot minute. There were a lot of members in here that were in here for like 20 plus years. Is this cult? This cult isn't still active, is no, it? No, they're still active. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, there were some crazy rules. There, there were some, yeah, there were some crazy rules. So no sugar, no caffeine, no alcohol, rigorous exercise and workout sessions. You couldn't be fat and you definitely could not be ugly. Uh, uh, by his standards. By his standards. Were yes. there a lot of women in this cult? Or there was were it a just lot of men? women. There were women. It was an even mixture of men and women. Interesting. Was he doing bad things with women as well or just the men? Just the men. Okay. Because he was gay. Yeah, I was just... But he wouldn't... Ins- but, oh, God, I don't want to spoil it. We're okay. getting there. Okay, no. Keep, I'm adding... We're getting there. But it's wild because he was so focused on the outside. Mm-hmm. Hit, like... Yeah, he was so focused on the outside. Eventually, even though, even though he was a failed ballerina, he had them do ballet classes two to three times a week. And this would run, they would run like three to five hours. Jesus. He would yell and berate them, like yell at them and berate them. Like this motherfucker wasn't a failed dancer. Like I would turn around and be like, you're going to yell at me and give me instructions when you're the one that failed? You, you can't do this. You, you what? are not. Let me see your credentials, bitch. Yeah. Where did you fucking train there at? There be some ballerinas actually in there, and they're like, "Wait a second! Oh, wait, the math ain't mathin'. The math is not mathin'. What's even crazier is he had two of his elite members turn their apartments into dance studios for him. Why does he need two? Is he know. teaching two classes at once? No, I guess he just wanted to just knock down their apartments, make a massive ass. Studio. Oh, okay, so make a big one together. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so people would cry, and then he would claim he was the only one not making mistakes. Of course. Well, of you know, course. the like, narcissism is strong with oh, this one. Oh, so strong. Like, let's just slap his face. Like, the gay narcissist. <laughs> you are making the gays look bad. Stop it. Stop it. So some of the members, like, because, like I said, the lower level members, they still worked, and they still had outside lives. But... They sometimes they wouldn't go to work because they had to do like the minimum required ballet class. And then he would make them throw these huge fucking ballet productions, like building sets and costumes and everything. And so they're funding it. Okay. Guess who's watching it? Nobody. No one except for the cult. <laughs> do they have to buy the tickets as well? <laughs> Probably. Are they paying to go see it? Probably. How but- are they making money if they don't have time to work? 
No, so not everybody would do it. Oh, okay. So it would be, so they, while they were still making money, he mm-hmm. was making money off of the cleansings. Mm-hmm. So he was still making like his $50 a person. Oh, okay. But there were still people that had jobs and stuff because they all didn't live together. They lived in mm-hmm. like their separate houses, except for like the elite members. Okay. But nobody ever fucking saw these. So I'd be so mad. I'd be like, so what are you fucking saying? No one's going to see this. It's like a really shitty middle school theater. <laughs> It's bad. A it's shitty a middle bad school show. production. I wonder if there are video. I'm sure there are videos. There of have this. to be. There were like little mini clips, but I don't know if it's like the whole thing. Nobody actually saw anything until the Holy Hell documentary came out. Okay. Yeah. Receiving the knowing. Oh, the, okay. the whole the thing taste, that they really want. Yeah, tasting. tasting they're they're basically trying to fuck God. Like they want to taste, <laughs> feel, and see God. Do they want to fuck God, or are they just trying to like get him off? Because that's what Good. it sounds like. It does sound like that. Like. Why would you add in taste? That's, yeah. What are you trying to taste? Is it like body blood? <laughs> semen? <laughs> That's what I mean. uh, The blood of Christ. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Receiving the knowing. As if they have, they run out of or, or grape juice and they have to use milk. I have to go. I'm leaving. We're done. <laughs> Episode is over. <laughs> Gotta use milk. It's like that vine. He needs some milk, like on steroids. Basically, that's the no. That is yeah. Jaime Gomez with the knowing. <laughs> he needs some milk. Um. So it was an. Ins- so people described it as an insane religious experience, like comparing it to LSD. Mm-hmm. So, like I said earlier, he claimed he could transmit Shakti, which is the power, which is power through his fingertips. So mm-hmm. he would push his fingers really hard on their eyes and then push them in. So you'd get that weird optical light illusion Mm -hmm. and they'd have a reaction and think they saw God. That's just almost going blind. So Noor Jasmine said degraded, used and abused maybe to get their eyeballs squeezed. (laughs) And then that little tiny flashlight, like, you know, so you know how like when you rub your eyes really hard and then you see all those little like that. Yeah. I don't get LSD, but obviously like if they're so persuaded by this man. I mean, some people are really fucking charismatic. They just have that ability i've never met someone that charismatic to try and convince me to be in a cult like that maybe like jesus i am jesus are you really are you (laughs) i feel like him and ann hamilton burn one day they're gonna sit together in hell Mm -hmm. or if there's a hell and talk about their things and he's gonna be like well i used to shove my fingers in people's eyeballs and she's gonna be like well i used to dose them on lsd and both of them were like they both thought we were god those dumbasses did they think he was God or did they think he was showing them God? They think he was showing him God, but like the way he would act, like he swore up and down. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm more apt to believe her, like people ability to believe that she was God because she, she was dose dosing you. them with LSD. Yeah. And she would have had it isolated, but had him, he's machine. just taking his finger, just jamming them in your eyeballs. You're like, there you go. I'm there like, you go. I think this is just abuse. Yeah. So it didn't work with everyone, which is why, obviously, like, it's not going to work. But then he would claim, you're not spiritually ready enough to receive the knowing. So he's gaslight, gatekeep, girl bossing (laughs) the fuck out of them. Like, the gay drag. Well, maybe you're just not spiritually ready enough. like, um, maybe it's your fault. Yeah. No. So one member was there for 18 years and never got it. But then other people would get it after a few months. So there were people that were, would, would, like, he would do the cleansings on. And they would have the sensation, but they wouldn't 
feel God. They wouldn't feel this big religious experience. They're just like, so yeah, that happened. Like, okay. It's like after you have sex and you're like, well, that happened. I wonder if all the other people... Anytime I've had sex with a man. <laughs> um, I wonder if other people... That was me when I text that guy uh, in front of a park. Why in front of a park? Oh, a bitch was desperate. I was really desperate. What do you um, I regret it. What do you mean in front of a park? We were parked in front of... Oh, okay. So you were in a no, vehicle. No, we were in a vehicle. We were in a vehicle. Okay. So all I could think was just like, you just went... <laughs> Me just in- going out in front of a park. <laughs> like... Or were you inside a building? Were you just outside on the street? What no, the he fuck? wanted us to go outside that car. And I was like, absolutely not, bitch. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. So after that happened, I was like, well, that <laughs> happened. So that's basically what a lot of these members would have. So I wonder if if the members that were like, yeah, I got the thing. It was so whatever. If they were just pretending. Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. With how many people that were in here, like at least 100 people. Like I'm sure some people were just like. Trying to overcompensate. Yeah. With like, oh yeah, definitely had that happen to me. Kind of like a placebo effect where they're like, I yeah. felt God. And then when they're in like solitude in the shower, they're like, I didn't feel I God. I didn't feel God. I didn't feel God. Mm-hmm. I didn't taste God. <laughs> Gross. Okay. So here's where we start. Here's where things start shaking up. Okay. Okay. So in the 1990s, one of the members has an affair with another one. They have to end it because members aren't allowed to be together. He is having a really hard time with this breakup. So he blames Jaime. Okay. He leaves the cult. Okay. And then he goes to the public about it. So fun fact, there is actually an organization called the Cult Awareness Network run by Rick Ross. Uh, so this guy goes to They got Rick, Rick Ross. rolled by they Rick Ross. They got Rick rolled by Rick Ross. Yes. No, I was literally thinking when I heard, when they said by Rick Ross, I was like, never gonna get you up. Never gonna let you down. down. So he goes and he tells them, like, oh, hey, this is going on. Yeah. So Jaime's worst fear was that the Buddha Field cult would be called a cult. So now he changes his name to just Andreas. Just that. No last name. Like, he's, like, Nora says he's trying to pull a Madonna. Okay. okay. How she is Madonna, he is now Andreas. Okay. I feel like Madonna sounds in- more interesting. Madonna than... does sound better than this washed up gay. This <laughs> washed up gay. Am I wrong? No. Yeah. You're right. Okay. So after the whole cult organization shit, the cult awareness network thing happens. So he just, him and some of his elite members, they just fucking leave. They leave oh. for like six months. And then he moves them. Where do they go? Austin, Texas. <gasps> so he moves them to Texas. And so the members start losing their marbles because they're like, he left us. And then he's like, come relocate to Austin, Austin Texas. <laughs> but he's paranoid now. Well, yes, because he's, he's been caught. <laughs> yeah. So he's paranoid. He's already changed his fucking name. Okay. So he makes them build a theater. Okay. And would literally make them tear it down and start over if he didn't like how it was being built. So his members fucking moved their asses from California to Texas, and are now building a theater from the ground. How many people? I don't know, actually. (laughs) So he claims that he's being persecuted, and he's comparing himself to Jesus. (laughs) And he's telling people that they have to protect. But he's also like, so like, in the beginning, it was like, oh, enlightenment and all this shit. I'm Mm -hmm. a master for God. But now he's comparing himself to Jesus, and he needs people to protect him. And sometimes people would just like sit and keep watch while he sleeps. Like, Uh, Like outside of his house? 
I think like in his room. In his room? So they just crazy. sit in a chair. They and have just to be, be like... on watch for him. Like that's crazy. And now the members are having to hide their whereabouts from their family and friends. And so he would have some of them claim like they moved to Mexico or send postcards from Europe when they're really in Texas. So people are going like people are going to really drastic lengths yeah. for this cult. Um, this goes one, hard. Yeah. One former member, she lied to her mom saying she had cancer and that Andreas would help heal her of her cancer that was never there in the first place. He kept one of his followers from saying goodbye to her dying father. <gasps> yeah. Um, and then he persuaded another follower into aborting her pregnancy because pregnancy wasn't allowed for religious reasons. Well, because they were celibate, right? <laughs> That's true. I'm so, well, I'm sure this immaculate conception. Oh, I got pregnant. Oh, no. It's <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. It was Jesus. They also start, like, now that they're in Texas, they start practicing exercises to prepare them for if the FBI comes in and raids them. He's also still charging for the cleansing, the $50 a week. How are they affording that? I have no idea. Do I don't know what these people do in their, this, I guess this was their free time. Like, they're like, oh, what do you do for fun? Thanks back to, well, I'm in a cult. Uh-huh. Do they still have jobs and stuff, or are they all living together now? No, they still have jobs. Oh, okay. I guess they, they just, just relocated. Moved to Texas and got new jobs. Yeah, like, let's move from California to Texas. Hell yeah. Let's get on with that weather. I want that good I want that good barbecue now. <laughs> Texas barbecue. Sorry. I just, I prefer George barbecue, but you're vegetarian. Vegetarian, so Um. Okay. I'm so also here- allergic to red meat, so... Oh, shit. Even, even better, you're like, oh, darn. Um. Okay, so let's set the scene. 1993. Okay. Wake, the Waco, Texas fucking FBI raid happens. Yes. So this wasn't, so they're only 100 miles away. What, so Texas? Jaime Gonzalez, so Jaime Gomez. Yeah. Him and all the Buddha field. Yeah. They're only 100 miles away from the incident that happens in Texas. Too long, did it read. 72 members of a cult ran by cult leader David Koresh died during a government raid. And so now, Jaime is. have to cover that. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. You know what? Next episode, that's what I'm going to fucking cover. This is yes. a precursor. Precursor. <laughs> Two-parter. Uh, yes, this is a prequel. So Jaime freaks out. And so now he thinks the FBI is coming for him next. He's like, I need to change my appearance. He starts uh, getting... So he's thinking about plastic surgery. But he's like, I don't know if I want to get this done yet. Like, how am I going to look? So he tests it out by having his followers do the procedures first. And then he fucking does it. He's obviously, just like, we're all going to look the same. Yeah, so obviously he's not paying for any of this. So obviously. someone is using, going through their insurance to get like, he told someone you should get cheek implants. So this guy's like, one of his members is like, okay, if he tells me, if Andreas tells me I need to get cheek implants, clearly it's what I need to do. So he gets cheek implants and I'm, and Jaime's like, that doesn't look good. I'm not going to get those anymore. Did it with chin implants. Like, what the fuck? So he doesn't get the thing if it doesn't look good on someone else which is wild so he would get lots lots of fillers to keep himself looking young yeah lots i of, feel like him and that other lots lady of fillers have another botox, to talk about lots of botox um the men would have to shave their chests in the words of katia diabolic eyeliner diabolic yes but people his followers are noticing that he's starting to look a little deformed yeah, that's usually what happens. I mean, he's got one standard of beauty. Like, you have to be young and tight and exercise and... Yeah, how old is he now? Uh, we're in the 19... 1993. He came in 1960s. He's at least... Hold on. Okay. So he's in his, <laughs> like, his 20s and... It's been a hot minute. 
Okay. It's been a hot minute. I can't math right now. So like 40s? 30s? 50s maybe. 50s? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he's not young. Oh, yeah, because 1993, and if he got there in the 60s, that's 30 years before. Yeah, so he's about in his 50s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Trixie and Katya said, sometimes the conservatives are right. The gays are doing too much. Ah! Sometimes, ah! like, stop yeah, like stop the indoctrinating. <laughs> Only because, if it's a cult. <laughs> Only if it's a cult. Well, because there's a scene where he's blow-drying his bangs down. And you see that eyeliner and the oh. mascara, and it's like, babe, you're doing too much. Is it a reenactment, or is no, it like actually it's actual film footage? <laughs> we have to watch this afterwards. Yes, we do need to. It's crazy. I need to show you Trixie and Katia's portion, because, like, that really made it funny. That's what drew me in. <laughs> okay, so, fast forward. We're going to 2006. So, some of the members would, if they got upset, and they left, instead of completely being cut off, uh, Jaime would tell the current members to keep in touch with them so they could keep tabs on these people just because obviously he's super paranoid and yeah. to make sure that they're not spreading anything or saying anything it, that could incriminate him. Could he make them sign like an NDA? That would have been good. So one of them, one of his members, she had left. She came back to Austin and she noticed that things were even wilder than they were the first time. So she said, it's all about him and not the inner experience. Uh, um, that ex-member left a second time, wrote a letter. I wonder if she just went back to just be like, what's going on? Like, not actually to believe anything. She's just, like, curious. And then she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I did the right this thing. This is, this is fucking weird. Uh, so the ex-member left and the second time and wrote a letter and emailed the members that exposed Jaime of literally everything. Literally everything. There were parts that were, like, highlighted in big bold yeah. letters that extreme sexual appetite, sexual relations with disciples, forced masturbation, basically like a list of damning accusations like yeah. tax evasion, extreme emotional manipulation. He's a scammer. He's a cheater. He's hypnotizing y'all and he's sexually abusing men. Like that's based, that's like the too long didn't read of it. Yeah. Um, and so this was called the big ugly, like <laughs> the event that happened because this divided the cult into people saying, wow, this all makes sense. This is so crazy. It all makes sense now and then the other half are like you guys are liars this isn't true blah 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 like what what there's evidence anyways so Jaime decides to try and do some damage control and unfortunately it backfires so he makes a video in response so one thing that he says is may all beings wake up not apologizing I am in you but in truth there's no I there's no you and then he like puts his hands together in a prayer so he loses half his followers after this disaster video is released. <laughs> and so his followers that are still here are like, we're going to start over again. So okay. they move him to Hawaii where he changes his name. They forcibly move him again. to Hawaii or is he like, I should move to Hawaii? They're all like, we should go. Oh, okay. We should go somewhere else. Uh, so he changes his name again uh-huh. to Reiji, R-E-Y-J-I, which okay. means God King. <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. What the fuck does that even... What What the fuck? So now he's doubled the price of the cleansings, and he has super fucking hardcore loyal followers. So now it's $100 a week. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. The movie comes out, the movie Holy Hell comes out, and the filmmakers wanted to have a screening near where they knew the Buddhafield cult was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people were putting up flyers in like the neighborhood where they knew that people were living in, and some of the flyers would say, like, the film he doesn't want you to see... Uh, now streaming on iTunes and Amazon and now Netflix and shit like when that. When was this shown? 2016, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, this is pretty... Re- is that thunder? I don't know. I think it was a truck. Oh, <laughs> even better. I was like, I don't think it's supposed to rain more today. 
So then he sent current cult members and they were threatening the cult members that showed up to the screening. And one of his bodyguards, like, threatened the producer. I think he threatened, like, the man who, like, created the documentary and shit. Like, just getting really fucking bananas. So Jaime released a statement to CNN basically saying, woe is me, like, this isn't true, blah, blah, blah. And I only wish love upon all of them. Like, homie, we know what you did. Uh, yeah. We know what you did. So people, so he's still alive. He's in his 80s He's now. alive? Yeah, he's still somehow alive. I guess he might just look like a... Pla like a plastic spoon or something <laughs> like a at this point. Spoon. Um, so neighbors of Jaime say that he teaches yoga. He's still living off the money his members are making through. He's yoga still classes. running the cult. Yeah, this from like the deep, from like the depths though. So he's like he teaches yoga to like his, I believe it's like his elite members. But then he also has his like super loyal followers that teach to the public and shit. He wears a mask. Like, a little surgical mask, and he uses a cane, because he's in his fucking 80s. Their yoga studio in Hawaii is called Aloha Yoga Kula, so if any of you guys go to Hawaii and someone suggests, let's go here for yoga, y'all better run. Oh my god. So that's the story of the Buddha Field cult that is still alive and well. Yeah, he's still alive. That, I cannot believe you have covered two cults that are still active. One of them, right? guy is still alive. He's still alive. At least Anne Hamilton Burns' bitch ass is fucking dead. That's so fucking wild. He probably wasn't going to say it. Slash his tires, is, but he's not driving is himself. Is the cult, like, recruiting still? Or is it just, like, are they still, like, well, we got a lot of backlash, so... Don't go Thank join this cult. Don't do that. Do not join this cult because you're going to be scammed out of $100 a week. I like how he and you're gonna have an his old money man. to $100 a week. Yeah. <laughs> just to have your eyeballs jammed into your fucking <laughs> yeah. head. And just come here. Uh, him and his little old, his yeah. old wrinkly fingers. And he's probably still got all those fillers and shit. Uh, Looking like a Halloween mask. I, he probably just looks like a balloon that's been overinflated. Oh my god, you're right. Okay, let me... Actually, I want to hear your reaction to seeing his face. <laughs> I I cannot. I cannot believe that he is still alive. That no. This is still a thing that exists. No, it's crazy. Call no. this motherfucker out. So this Break is... This. Oh, oh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why does he look like that? Why does it... I don't... He's... Is oh, a, here's he another an picture of him. One? Yes. Oh, here's some of the art. What? What in the... the fuck? What in the gay hell is this? What? Someone... See what I'm saying where he's a twink trying to look like he's like super... Oh, here was the cover of the documentary. He's like tossing a bunch of flowers yeah. and all these hands are Oh, at I him. thought they were beans. I thought he was tossing beans. Oh, are they not? I don't know. What the fuck is this? He looks. He looks. No, no, like look. Someone. Katia was like, is he nipple tweaking <laughs> in this <laughs> picture? <laughs> no, like, what is. What are you doing? Why are you grabbing your nipples uh, like this that? This feels. Uh, okay, this feels gross. But he looks like someone in Catholicism who definitely touched a child. <laughs> He was, I mean, he was grooming. He groomed that one young man oh, for 20 years. so bad. How awful. old was the kid when he was grooming him? I have no idea. He only recruited adults, right? At least he said 18. young men. So probably like at least, at least like late teens, early 20s. I mean, it depends. It was probably, there were straight, there were LGBTQ plus people in there because if he was like recruiting them yeah. from West Hollywood in the 80s. 
Uh, so probably a bunch of gay guys. So there were probably a bunch of little twinks just running around that were having their eyeballs jammed in their heads. <laughs> and oh, he's I'm I'm now Jesus. Like, oh God, he looks like someone that you have to watch out for. That you'd have to watch out for. Yes, this he, is he what, definitely looks like someone who. This is what was the conservatives youth, are talking about. He looks like a youth pastor I had growing up. <laughs> Yeah, how does he look today? Do we know? Let me see. Let me find out. I guess now I need to know. Yeah, because let's see. I so, it's yeah, terrifying that all that there's a bunch of modern day cults, cults still or at around. least yeah, or at least cults with like pictures on like digital cameras. I hate that. It stresses uh, me oh out. My God. I mean, this isn't him now, but just what the fuck? <laughs> Why does he look like a babushka? <laughs> He does look like a babushka. Uh, so here's some pictures, and sometimes he would just... What? He's wearing is a he speedo. No, he's oh, that's a spe- Oh, no. No! I hate that! Yeah, he would just run, walk around in a speedo. Why is your... Why does your dick look like that? What? <laughs> oh, my God. This looks like someone's really bad... Not us shaming this man. So this was taken in Oahu in 2006. What is this comb over? <laughs> he's got... Really like bad. comb forward. No, but look at that blush, that terrible blush. Those eyebrows. So this was, I believe this was when he was recording the video that started the, uh, after the big yeah. ugly event. But like, he, him, it, he looks like him and Anne Hamilton went to the same surgeon. Yeah. Sometimes maybe the conservatives are right. Maybe he is spreading, he is forcing the gay agenda. I feel like he is with forcing, him. Yes. yes he was but- forcing the gay agenda. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of us are forcing it. It's all no, him. No, it is all him. Come We're after blaming him. him. He's the reason why. If you, He's if the conservatives problem. want a scapegoat, put it on him. His little eighty-year-old plastic ass. Yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like they can't. Once he dies, they can't bury him. He's just pollution at that point. <laughs> He's just pollution. They'll put all the microplastics <laughs> back in the ground. He is a micro. He's a macroplastic. He's a macroplastic. <laughs> You know, I feel like this is a really good episode to follow for last week's because last week's was devastating, and this this week's is just funny. We're just insulting an eighty year old man that uh, that was uh, grooming and scamming and cheating and yeah. This is making the gays look bad. Yeah. God. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Don't they're, make the gays look bad. They're having a hard time already. You're saying there as if we're not the gays. No, I know. We are them. I'm thinking of like the little gays. The little baby gays. The, the little baby gays. The queers. We are, we're just shaking our heads. Like you made all, you made, you made gay men. He made gay men look so bad. I don't think he did. I think he made himself look bad because yeah, but then there was queer find, people in the cult and they were like, like tortured by him yeah but if people are like oh that's a cult leader oh he's gay that just oh, means the gay yeah. you yeah. know how if if a person of color commits a crime and the news is like oh they're a gangster they're a terrorist yeah. or they're an illegal like it's kind of like it's that just, thought process yeah they're like grouping people together yeah. based on one person yeah and so like he really just really threw him a bone i'm sorry if you can hear my cat scratching on the scratching pad but I can't do anything about it. So that was a fun episode. I enjoyed that episode. I'm glad I had fun. T- I had a lot of fun too. I've been up since like 4:30 this morning for some fucking reason. So I'm just hopped up on. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I. You can watch more on this episode. Noor Jasmine on YouTube. How to make a cult leader on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Episode three. Reform the mind. 
Trixie, Mattel, and Katya reacted to this on their TV sh- or on their YouTube channel. Uh, still watching for Netflix. Okay, it's really funny. I'm gonna show you that after <laughs> yeah. this. So fun. That was today's fun little episode. Look at his little. <laughs> oh, his little leg. Toby's just got his leg up outside uh, of the sky. So you can, if you want more of these episodes, you can find us on Spotify. You find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us other places. I don't know anything other than those two Neither. things. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is How Do We Get Here Productions, but just the first letters yes. of those at, on Instagram. And you get updates on this podcast and the podcast for the, the other podcast that we do for How Do We Get Here. Which is really funny. Their last <laughs> episode had me shook as hell on my drive. They're good for really long drives or just if you're doing yeah. meaningless things. You get to learn random stuff that um, I don't know, but Nerd usually does. Uh, I learned a lot about, uh, I learned some fun details about incest on my last episode. <laughs> and it true. left my jaw dropped. But hey, now I've got some fun facts to give people later. That's, that's. I feel like that's the best part of that podcast. It's, it's just fun facts, the podcast. Yeah, you just have useless, not, I mean, it's not useless. Some of it is good, but it now. Is useful. Yeah. I mean, you guys talked about deoxyribonucleic acid, which yeah. is a which is the word for DNA. Yeah. I mean, you learn a lot of things, and you learn why you shouldn't incest. Yes. Uh, I feel like you also learned that here, but we just haven't covered that yet. We have. Have we gotten to? Have we talked about incest? Not yet. yet. No, we haven't talked about it. I, We've talked about cannibalism well. and cults and yeah. murderers, but thankfully no incest. But yeah. we'll get there. What's fun is uh, next week, or yeah, next week we will also be talking about. Uh, cannibal because i have another one that oh! we have to talk about. <laughs> i feel like this podcast should just be cults and cannibals cults and cannibals <laughs> so we talk about those a lot you know all right well cults cannibals and smoothies <laughs> that's where we're at right yes. now yes well we'll see you next time we'll see you next week bye bye thank you for listening to another true crime podcast with your hosts nani and nova directed and produced by the how did we get here productions team our music is ghost by tim beak at timbeek.com and a special thanks to our listeners for all your love and support